Welcome to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the best place to get all of your Monroe County High School sports, news, and history. You can find this podcast on your favorite podcast app. New shows come out Thursdays. This podcast will discuss local high school sports from today and yesteryears. This week, we will cover high school football, golf, and cross country up and down the Keys. After the high school sports wrap, I will have on the new Key West High School varsity basketball coach, Dexter Butler, on for a very interesting interview. He is the new basketball coach. We will discuss his high school career at Key West High School, where he was a three-sport athlete, lettering in football, basketball, and baseball, his college baseball career at the University of South Florida and Nova Southeastern University, and the legacy of his father, Key West High School legend Bill Butler, whom the Key West High School court is named after from his playing and coaching days. Please share this podcast. This is the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap. Any questions or ideas for the show, you could email me at sports at keysweekly.com. Now, let's go on with the sports wrap. Last week was a busy week up and down the Keys. Marathon was off for football, but volleyball did a, had a lot of games up and down the Keys. There was a big tournament last week in Key West. You could find all the scores and the details in this week's Keys Weekly newspaper, the print edition. All of the scores, the newspaper stories, Tracy McDonald has written those and they will appear in the newspaper. Uh, I'm going to talk today about cross country. Last week, there were a couple different cross country meets and emerging throughout the county is the number one runner right now. And that is Mar- for the gentleman, that is Marathon's Vance Bursa. He's first in the county right now. He broke into the 16 minutes mark. He was 16.52 running a 5K. And in cross country, they run a 5K. So right now he is the fastest gentleman in Monroe County with a 16.52. As far as the girls go, there are five in marathon. Uh, Madeline Thornton, Maeve Merriman, Ella Dunn, Ava Merriman, and Mikkel Ross are all in the 23-24 minute mark for the 5K. So that's putting them as the top runners in the county. And as far as our top golfers in the county, for the gentlemen, we have uh, Devin Gilday, Rocco Twyman, Fisher Coleman Sayer, and Preston Carroll from Coral Shores. Devin Gilday, Rocco Twyman from Key West High School. Fisher Coleman Sayer from Marathon High School now. These guys are going, and like I told you a couple podcasts ago, the golf teams from Coral Shores, Key West, and Marathon have a nice approach where the three of them are meeting in Key West and they're playing. Then the three teams are meeting in Marathon and they're playing at Sombrero. And then the three teams will go up the Keys and play at Ocean Reef. And Devin Gilday, Rocco Twyman, Fisher, and Preston Carroll, if they're not tying each other at these meets, they're usually a stroke apart and they're all shooting uh, excellent rounds. So it's going to be interesting to see as the season goes on who emerges there as the top golfer in Monroe County for the gentlemen. As far as the girls go, the top golfers overall, Gabby Thomas from Coral Shores, 
uh, Key West Savannah Orpeza and Marathon High School Summer Haynes are emerging from their teams as the top golfers. So those are definitely the golfers to watch this year and the runners to watch this year. As far as high school football goes, it was, uh, I'm going to call it, it was a, it was a Friday of blowouts, both and both on the good side for Monroe County. First game is Key West High School versus Dade Christian. All right, let's unpack this a little bit. So Dade Christian's coach at the beginning of the year ended up quitting from Dade Christian, and a lot of his high school football players followed him to wherever he went. So Dade Christian was left with not too many football players and no coach whatsoever, so they actually canceled the first couple games of their season and this past Friday night was their first game of the year. Now, I think it was um, Key West's fourth game of the year. So they had the benefit of having a preseason classic and three other games. Dade Christian got a new coach and found some players. They had looked like they looked like they had about 22, 23 players on the roster. And Dade Christian came down. They had some talented guys and and. But Key West really showed up. They had a big crowd at the backyard, and they were able to beat Dade Christian 44-6. to Not only were they able to beat Dade Christian, they were able to set a record as far as Key West High School football goes. The highest amount of points in a single quarter. The record was broken. Key West High School scored 30 points in the first quarter of the game, and that's a new record for Key West High School. For those of you who don't know, you could watch the Key West High School football uh, varsity games online at home. If you go to YouTube and you search KWHS Live, normally it's going to send you on YouTube to a place where you could watch the football game that's going on. I know that you'll be able to watch the soccer games during soccer season. And as this technology progresses, we're able to do and see a lot of games that normally we wouldn't be able to see. So Key West goes over big, uh, 44 to 6. Very interesting. Dade Christian, uh, their quarterback was good. He had a great arm and he used it because it was the first time I've ever seen a football team not run the ball at all. They didn't have any designed running plays. The very last play of the game, all game long, the Dade Christian quarterback threw the ball every single time, and he completed a lot of passes. He had a great arm. Not one running play was called by the coach. The very last play, the quarterback scrambles for about a five-yard gain. So at the end of the day, there was one running play for about five yards, and Key West got a big win. They got the forfeit win last week, so that's going to put their record at 2-2. Two and two. And they have the number 30th team in the country, Cardinal Gibbons, coming down to Key West this week. So I hope everybody shows up at the backyard to support Key West High School. And those of you guys that listen, I was talking to Coach Hughes about the football game this morning. And we were talking about Cardinal Gibbons and, and you know, Cardinal Gibbons and Key West have a very long history. I'm sure that Cardinal Gibbons has been coming down to Key West for the last 50 years. And Key West has been going to Cardinal Gibbons for the last 50 years and playing in, in all the sports. I'm sure if you're listening to this and you went to Key West High School, you have memories about playing Cardinal Gibbons High School. And they're coming down this week. They're the 30th ranked team in the country. They're very deep. They are a spread football team. They're going to throw the ball all around. So it should be something interesting. Um, 
Marathon is going to be at home against Ransom Everglades. Marathon did not have a football game this week. It was their bye week. So we use that time as coaches. I'm a coach at Marathon High School for the football team also. We use that time to get healthy. We use that time to just work on our plays, stay in shape, try to give the kids a little bit of rest as we move forward for this season. And the football team is very excited because this Friday, Ransom Everglades, who comes in at 2-1, and one, and they're coming to Marathon to play, and Ransom Everglades is they run a spread offense, and Marathon runs a running offense. So it should be interesting to see how the two teams battle. I'm sure Marathon fans are going to show up in droves to the game on Friday night at the new stadium, and that should be the place to be in Marathon Friday night. Now, up the keys, Coral Shores played 8A Miami Sunset last Friday. They went up to Miami. I was talking to... Coach Holly this morning, he was telling me all about it. He had his team scored five touchdowns and it was an away game. And you guys all know if you're listening to this podcast, you know what it's like playing sports in the Florida Keys and Coral Shores. They took the ride up to Miami. And as soon as they got off the bus, coach told me that they had an hour long lightning delay. So everything got set back. But Coral Shores, was they were able to stay focused. They got through the lightning delay, and they were able to play football. And during that game, Coral Shores won 35-0. So that's a big win for Coach Holly coming back to Coral Shores after a couple years away. Uh, a couple years, he was at junior college coaching football. You might have seen him on Netflix because um, he was on the junior college a football reality show. Um, and you guys definitely, definitely need to to catch that. It is called Last Chance You. He appears in season two, and he's a defensive coordinator at the school. And, and after that, he went to Westminster Christian, where he did a great job as head football coach there for a number of years. And now he's back at Coral Shores, and he has Coral Shores. They're definitely on the right path. They only have one loss this year. They lost to Palmer in a highly contested game. I think it was 17-14. They got the big win last last Friday. There They were away. And now, this week, they're getting ready for another big game at home Friday. It's going to be homecoming for Coral Shores. And they have Everglades prep Friday night. And you guys all remember what happens at homecoming. You know, you have the floats, you have the pep rally, you have the costume days, you have the homecoming dance, and Coral Shores will be doing all of those things, and they will also be playing Everglades Prep this Friday at home. Up next, I have a very special guest. I have on new Key West High School basketball coach Dexter Butler, and we're going to talk about Dexter's life. His dad, Bill Butler, is known as probably the greatest high school basketball player in Monroe County history, and I, I don't like to say those things, but when you look at his resume, it's very hard to dispute that. His sophomore year, he won the national, he won the state championship at Key West High School. His, the following year as a junior, he was in the state championship game and just came up short. His senior year, they lost in the regionals. He was the first Florida Keys athlete to be first team all state in two different years. 
He went ended up winning a junior college national championship playing with Bob McAdoo. And then he played two years at the University of Louisiana. We talk about, that's Dexter's dad. Dexter Butler himself was quite a distinguished athlete at Key West High School, lettering in three different sports, getting a scholarship to play baseball at the University of South Florida and excelling there and at Nova Southeastern. He's come back to teach at HOB. He's coached baseball in the past. He's coached the HOB middle school basketball team. And now he's going to be the Key West high school basketball coach. So sit back, relax. We're going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to go back to the 60s. Yeah, that's right. The 60s. We're going to go to the early 2000s. And then we're going to talk a lot about today with Coach Dexter Butler. All right, welcome back to Key's Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, and I have a very special guest today. Um, I guess not so new anymore, but has not had his first season yet. New Key West High School boys basketball coach, Dexter Butler. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Coach. Doing great, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Uh, everything's going well. How about yourself? Um, busy, busy, busy doing great, having a great time with the podcast and coaching and working and teaching. Um, But as far as you go, Dexter Butler, you are a teacher at HOB. You worked in the private world, in the banking world, and you decided that your passion was to teach the students in Key West. So props to you for that. And now you're the new basketball coach. So how did that whole thing come down for you? How did you decide you wanted to be the basketball coach? What happened? Well, um, to be honest with you, uh, at all, at all, it kind of happened pretty fast. Um, I would say that uh, this is my sixth year teaching at HLB. But for the past five years, I have been coaching the uh, the middle school uh, basketball team over at HOB. We've been very successful. Uh, we, we pretty much only play teams, uh, middle schools up and throughout the Keys. So mm-hmm. basically from down here, we play like, you know, 6B Basilica, whatnot. Then we, we go all the way up to Marathon and, and even a little more forward to uh, we, we, we play Key Largo School and also um, – I believe plantation as well. So um, I would say definitely the basketball coaching aspect has come through the HOB. Uh, Coach Tony McDowell was very influential, and uh, he has actually been pushing me to apply for this job for the past three years. Uh, I would say last year um, I probably would have applied for the job had it not been for the the birth of my baby daughter, uh, first 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 child. Uh, baby girl, her name is Viviana. She's going to be one year old next month at the end of October, right around tryout time. But um, it's kind of been something I've been thinking about for a while. It's just kind of, I guess my wife and I, we sat down and thought that uh, this year was the right time. Well, congratulations on the birth of your daughter. I know how, how unbelievably life-changing that whole thing is. And hopefully um, she likes basketball because she's going to probably be watching a lot of it just like you did. I'm sure as a youth uh, with your father. Yes. We're talking to Dexter Butler and whose father, Bill Butler is his name is on the Key West high school basketball court. Am I correct? You are correct coach. You know, I, uh, 
I don't want to put too much pressure on the guys, but I think they have somewhat gotten the message that, uh, you know, I've been coming to watch little, little high school sports on Friday nights, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, since I've been probably five or six years old with my dad. Uh, they understand my dad's name is on that court, and, they, and when they get on it, they better be ready to play or, or else coach is going to be upset. Um, the the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap podcast. You know, we cover the local sports of the day. What's going on this week? What's going on next week? But one of the things that we really like to do is talk about the history of Florida Keys in general, high school sports, because we don't want that stuff to be lost. So before we move forward, I think we should go back a little bit and talk about your dad, um, if that's okay for our listeners out there. Bill Butler. Undoubtedly, I mean, I know everybody is in love with lists, coach, but he has to be one of the top prep basketball players to ever come out of the Florida Keys, obviously. Um, in his sophomore year, that would be 67 and 68, he was a state champion. I think it was the first and only state championship by Key West High School. They were 31 and 1. The head coach was Dave Fedor, and they were state champions. Did did he ever tell you any stories from that season? Uh, yeah, actually, Coach Fedor is uh, very close with my mom and dad. I believe he calls my he, he gives my dad a phone call once a week. Uh, the last time he came into Key West, he stopped over by the house. I want to say it was two or three years ago. Uh, this is a man that needs to, uh, he needs to duck down to walk into the doorway. You know, he's he's, a, he's an imposing figure, probably about six foot, at least six foot six, six foot seven. Uh, he told me, he told my brother and my older brother Devin and I stories. My older brother Devin is also a state champion of baseball in 98. Mm-hmm. So I'm the only man in my household that's still looking for a state championship in high school. Uh, but he, he, he actually told me that uh, one underrated thing about my father was he had a tremendous fadeaway jump shot. And he said that when he had he jumped up with that 46-inch vertical leap, when he leaned back with that fadeaway jumper, uh, basically it was unstoppable. And, and you know, he told, he, told, he told stories about playing against Will Chamberlain with the Golden State Warriors a long time ago. And, uh, Coach Rador, yeah, Coach Rador is a great friend of the family. And we're, we're so happy that he's still staying in touch. And um, he, he said that 31-1 team was the best he's ever seen, he told us. Another interesting thing that I dug up today that I saw was all five of the starters, uh, it said that they all went to Douglas School also. So Douglas School produced the starting lineup for the probably one of, that has to be the greatest team in Key West basketball history. Well, I think if you were talking to dad, dad actually, uh, he, when I, when I graduate, well, actually, I'm sorry, when they named the court after dad, uh, he sat in front of all those starters, Gully Portier and, uh, and, and, and Berger and all those guys and Bill Spotswood. And he told them that he thought the 2002 team was better. <laughs> uh, they just didn't, they just didn't happen to win, but, uh, and the guys didn't take that so well. But uh, he said he thought two, 2002 was better. I don't know what Coach Fedor would say. He probably didn't see much of 2002. But, um, you know, um, 
it was it was just a great time when they they, they named the court after that. We had Adrian Peterson down. They played a, a nice celebrity game with all the old guys from from the 2002 team and other guys that could play. And um, but yeah, no, I think for me at least, 31 and one, you win the only state championship. But he was high school history. I, I, for me, that's the best team that's ever that we've ever seen. And then to like continue with the run that, that your father had at Key West High School, then it would be his junior year. The team was ranked fifth overall. They had 26 wins. They returned to the state championship game, and they unfortunately lose. And this is the stat that I love. Key West High School Conks sold out every home game. 1,500 people. So his junior year, a sellout every game, go to the state championship game, finish with 26 wins. Pretty big. His senior yeah, year. I, go ahead. No, I, 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 I've been showing the guys pictures of this packed out gym. I'm hoping to, to bring that back to, to our culture and, uh, and pack that gym out as much as we can. But nah, growing up, you see those pictures of, you know, and I remember seeing the sign, standing room only. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't hear, you don't really hear much about the, the years outside of the state championship run, but um, I mean at least I, I've heard of them. I've heard right. of them, but uh, you don't you don't hear many stories outside of that championship run. But they know they had a great. It was a great time of basketball here in Key West. Right, ab- absolutely. And then you know your dad's senior year, sixty nine seventy, they go twenty three and four, and they end up losing to Dillard in the regionals, seventy eight to seventy nine. So like, what an unbelievable three year run! Not only not only for your dad, but just for Key West High School basketball. And you go on a three year run like that, you're definitely going to be selling out every game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been to places. Um, you know, I, my my, I, w- I actually had to speak at my dad's. Uh, his class reunion was last weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, they had me on to speak about dad and whatnot. And I've been to so many places. You know, I've, I've got so many stories I can't take up all the time, but places that I would never expect someone would know anything about Key West or whatnot, particularly in Florida, and someone to say. Hey man, back in a long time ago, there was this great run of Key West High School basketballs and the Butler family, and we had you know Bill and Charles and Julian. Like, do you know any of those guys? I'm like, yeah, I, I actually do. You know what I mean? And uh, so, like I said, I, my whole intention, uh, number one intention, is to bring back the energy to the program. Uh, bring back, bring bring back fans happy to come to basketball games on Friday, and uh, I can't say we'll, I, I can't promise we'll do as well as those times, but we're sure going to try. Well, I think that that people understand that, and when you're giving that kind of effort as a coach, the fans are going to respond uh, just the same by by showing up. Another stat that I saw about uh, your dad that, he, and I'm trying to think about this, and and maybe we could put our heads together and figure out if anyone else was. Uh, your dad was the first person in Monroe County to be first team all state for two years in a row. So I thought that was a pretty, wow. pretty impressive stat. And I can't think I, I I'm sure we're wrong. There's got to there might be someone out there, but that's pretty impressive. Your dad follows the high school career. And I did not know how to pronounce this. Maybe you do. Vincensis. Is that correct? Junior college. Vincent. Okay. Vincent's, Vincent's University in Indiana. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad has always been uh, a, a big uh, stickler for the grades. Uh, he said in particular that particular to me and my brother that uh, if he would have done better with his school, he would have obviously you know been going to a big D one college. Mm-hmm. But um, because he wasn't, uh, he ended up going off to Vincennes, Indiana. Uh, I want to say that was that's still a top junior college to this day and in, in college basketball. But he wound up playing with uh, with Bob McAdoo yes, of, of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he was also an assistant coach with the Heat for a long time, and uh, he did great things over there as well. Well, one of the things I love about podcasts is that we were not on a time frame, so we could really – Bob McAdoo was one of the top scorers in the NBA for a long time. I think he played with the Lakers. He played for a number of other teams. But when he, he, did. When he was there – him and your father, uh, and my research said that they won a national championship. Your, um, your dad scored like 26 points per game there. So he, he goes there and then he ends up at university of Louisville with Denny crumb for 73 and 74 season. Is that correct? Dexter? That is correct. Uh, dad, dad doesn't brag about many things, but he did like to say that he was the MVP over Bob McAdoo <laughs> when they won that national championship. Uh, I know they they didn't really uh, stay too tight throughout my childhood. Um, one, I remember, I'll never forget one, uh, I think I might have been like nine or ten years old, and my older brother, and my, so basically... Uh, we were great friends with Bill Spotswood and his family growing up. Bill had an older son, Billy, that was close, closer in age to my older brother, Devin. And he also had a younger son, Chaz, who was one year younger than myself. So we, we would always have sleepovers and whatnot. And basically one night, um, dad and Bill and the older brothers, they, they, they kind of swindled the younger brothers to go watch Michael Jordan against the Heat. Mm-hmm. And they never told us about it, but I, I, I've been told that uh, that is where my dad and Bob McAdoo got to shake hands again for a very long time. And they talked for a while while he was assistant. But uh, I, I always been upset they didn't let me and Chance go see Michael Jordan. Right. And I was always been I've always been upset about that, you know. But uh, but no, they they went up there, and I know they I know they talked for a while, and they had a great little uh, rekindling of, of memories. And uh, I know Bob McAdoo is somebody that's a good friend of my, of my father's. You know, I, I played college baseball and played college sports. You know, big times go when you, you grow and you have families and whatnot. But, you know, these are guys you had good, good memories with, long-time standing friendships for a long time. So it, It's amazing, Dexter, or, or Coach Butler, on doing this podcast and, like, going into the history of the Florida Keys. There's so much greatness that that a lot of people don't know about. I mean, like just talking about like the career of your father and and playing with Bob McAdoo and having these stories. And then your dad, did he ever talk about returning to Key West? Was that ever a doubt when he graduated? Did he want to go other places or was it straight back to Key West and to get into education? Well, I know he uh, he was drafted by the by both the ABA and the ABA and the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, he was drafted by the Kentucky Colonels and also the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he went into tryout with the Hawks back in these times. Uh, just because you were drafted just didn't mean you necessarily made the team. And Dad was cut on the last cut by Hubie Brown. Hubie Brown's okay. actually 
He's the older guy that still does NBA on ESPN. I look at him all the time, and I'm thinking, man, why'd you cut my dad? But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, he made it. He went out, tried out for the Atlanta Hawks. Didn't didn't quite make the team. Dad was uh, he was six foot one, you know, center, power forward, you know, playing again. He had this great great jumping ability, but he play he was playing against you know guys six foot seven, six foot eight, seven foot. He basically just said you know. Um, it probably they, they they just didn't need me. It's what he would say all the time. They didn't need me, so I don't know. I don't know exactly. He never really. He didn't talk too much about it. To be honest, I don't know if he thought that he should continue playing on. But I know that he was quite content uh, coming back to Key West and teaching and coaching. And I, I never felt like that was ever a regret on his end. I always felt like he felt like he, you know, he tried. He gave his. He put his best foot forward and. It was time to move on with, with life, you know. And then uh, I'm seeing a, a few parallels here because, as I as I recall, um, your dad also taught at HOB to start his career. Is that correct? Um, I believe he started at Glen Archer. Oh, okay. I, I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I know he's he's taught at Glen Archer, HOB, and Key West High School. I was told that during that time, I guess maybe Glen Archer was the middle school. Okay. Oh, maybe not. I could be wrong about that, but I, I know he's taught at all at all three, all three schools in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the parallels are getting scary, man. Hey, my dad used to tell me, uh, you know, stories about. He would basically tell me, "Don't to you probably don't want the heartache of being a teacher. It's a lot <laughs> that goes into it, a lot of work that you don't get credit for." Um, but I think that he could see. Um, a passion for sports and a passion for coaching and always questioning his decisions uh, as far as being a coach. So he might've saw this come. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm working on my memory, which goes back, you know, 23, 24 years to this point, your dad takes over uh, coaching at Key West high school in 99, 2000 year. And I just remember hearing like this, hearing that, that your dad was very, active in the the basketball league uh in bahama village prior to that is that is that true that's correct no we had uh um back in those back in these times we had a very active power league yes the power uh, league. which i which i which i intend to definitely uh be more active in as well but we had a, a full youth league going from the ages of, of seven all the way up through middle school, we had uh, we had four four different divisions, and uh, Dad, Bill Spotswood, um, uh, Mr. Stafford down there at at, at, at the Powell League, and and, and uh, we had a bunch of we had a we basically had a, a great committee of adults that came together to make the to make the Powell League happen, and. Uh, yeah, basically went in from from Powell through. My, basically, Dad had coached my my age group, uh, and the age groups above. For he started out around it was around my my brother's time, which would have been, I would say, I would say maybe early nineties time. Mm-hmm. We started the Powell League and it started developing, and I think he saw a a great group of talent and a great group of kids. And um, he decided to move from HOB over to the high school and to start coaching our high school basketball program. And 
you know, I never forget the day waking up when because because I, I had been coming to basketball games on Fridays, like I said, since I've been six or seven years old, and and and, and every time uh, we're leaving the game, somebody will say, "Hey, man, when are you going to coach our team? When are you going to be our coach?" And uh, I never forget. I want to say I was in the seventh grade when I woke up, and he says, "You know, I wanted to." see what you thought about me taking a head coaching job. And I just, I, I jumped out of bed so so fast and said, you know, it's about time. And, um, yeah, it was a great day. It was a great time. All right. I'm, I'm going to get really, really deep here on something that probably nobody cares about but me. But you just, I'm just remembering something. You're in seventh grade. Your dad gets the, the job. So then your eighth grade year, he's the head coach. Is that correct? Eighth grade year. Yes, sir. Okay. Were you the night, you know, I was, I was at Sugarloaf for, for, from 97 to about 2012, 2013. Were you on the police athletic league all-star team that came up to Sugarloaf and played Sugarloaf? And while like the Key West Conks played Coral Shores, do you remember that? I do. I do. We had a good time that game. Yeah. I remember that game. I remember that Um, game too, because the, the score was 103 and I hunt one. I'm sorry, 100 (laughs) to three. And I'm not mad at you. Absolutely not. But I remember the whole story behind it was I'm just like a young PE teacher. I've been outside for a couple years and Mrs. Axford is like, um, we're going to open up the gym. And you guys are going to have a middle school basketball game. So put together a middle school team. So I have all these kids that have really living on Little Torch, living on Sugar Love, living on Big Pine. Fantastic kids. Never played basketball a day in their life. And our first game is against the Police Athletic League All-Stars. And that was ground zero. And you guys were great. I remember you guys playing. I remember that night. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to shout out Bryce Banizak. Because I think he had the first basket, and I think Gerald Rollison had the one free throw that he made for our three points. But what a great night, and I do remember that. And I can't believe you were on that team. Yeah, coach. No, we we really didn't we really didn't get to play against much competition. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part, we played the pilot against each other. You know, grinding against each other, and you guys, I want to say, were the first team. Uh, you know, that we, we would play games against the JV high school team. But you guys were the first game of our of our own age group that we got to actually, you know, hit somebody else. And uh, we, I remember going on the bus trip. I remember going up there and playing. Um, you guys were just at the wrong place at the wrong time, I want to <laughs> say. You know what I'm saying? We, we, I wish we would have had some other all-star games that we could have played against other teams. But, yeah, we were just so excited to play against new opponents, you know, at that time. And uh, we had a great group. We had a great group. We had a great group. A lot of those players were on the 2002 team. And we had some great teams after 2002 and before 2002. You know, we had a steady run into the the Florida playoffs all those years. And uh, it was a great time of basketball. I'm trying to, what I'm trying to explain to uh, the team now is that, Key West has a rich history of basketball. You know, we're not we're not we're not just a baseball, just a football town. We have a great we have a rich history of athletics, and um, you know, I think they need to be proud of that. I mean, I think they need to tap into that, and I think they and, I, and we want to bring those. We want to bring. We want to be no different. You know, we want to be a great. We want to be a great run of teams ourselves. And, and, um, and then um, um, soon after that, you know, your dad's there for the 
99-2000 season, and then 2001-2002, you guys go 29-2, go to the state championship game. I remember it like yesterday. I remember listening to it on the radio, and then you guys ended up losing in the state championship game. What were you, were you, uh, did you play basketball in high school? I mean, I'm sure. How did that impact you? Uh, I did play basketball that, uh, in high school every year besides my senior year. Um, I was I was on the JV team that year. I was I was uh, I, I was actually on the varsity baseball team as well. Mm-hmm. We used we used to yeah. pull up a couple of JV players to 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 be around the varsity. Uh, I just our JV actually went eighteen and one that season as well. So we had we had a very good that was a very good basketball season for us for the program in general. Um, I decided to go on with a, with a varsity baseball program and, mm-hmm. and, and, and continue on. I was actually actually listening to that game um, uh, on the radio with Rick Lopez and the guys before we had a bas- before we had a baseball game. Um, you know, it was an unfortunate it was an unfortunate event. I think that you know if we played that team in that state championship game ten times, I think we probably beat them eight or seven or eight times out of ten. We just we kind of had a meltdown in the third quarter, and I know everybody in the basketball community they uh, we kind of still we kind of still uh, we kind of still look at that with a sour taste in our mouth. But uh, you know, it was it, when I look back, it was a great time for basketball. That gym was packed. Uh, my dad actually tasked me with videotaping each and every varsity game, uh, so I was more so known as the cameraman. So he could go home and watch those games afterwards. It wasn't much to watch because we kicked it. We kicked a lot of butt that year, but um, it was a great town basketball. It was a great town basketball. It was a great season, and it was a great group of players. And it took a lot of work to get there. And um, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, let that. I, I don't want to let that season um, be frowned upon because we didn't win that state championship. Uh, I want to say every team they lost to that season actually wound up winning a state championship. And uh, it was was a great year with some great players, and it was a a great time to be around the program. It really was. And I I, I think you you hit the nail on the head there when you talk about, like, the final product is going to the state championship game, but those players were probably, for the most part, were created in the PAL League in the 90s when they learned how to play basketball getting the reps getting the time learning the game then and then the fruits pay off in the championship game um you had the i remember the coleman brothers dominique and demetrius lamar moore keith mcleod those were those were some of the players on on the team and I know that the the first three I mentioned all had pretty illustrious college careers. So there was definitely, as far as basketball goes, there was definitely some talent on that team. What what do you remember about some of those players? Um, no, like you said, uh, the Coleman twins, they basically were, they were part of the only products that weren't a part of the Pali. Uh, they moved here. Um, they moved here, I believe, their, their freshman years. And they were they were definitely a blessing to the program. Um, I know they they both played overseas basketball professionally. They they came home uh, when they when they dedicated the court to dad. Um, we also had Latron Hickson on that team. Latron mm-hmm. Hickson 
was a great football player. He went on to play, uh, I believe, junior college football in Arizona. Um, Eric Brown was on that team. Yes, Eric Eric Brown was was probably, I mean, probably the greatest rebounder we've ever had. Um, uh, one of the greatest jumpers we've ever had. Eric Brown was a, was a really great basketball player. He went on to play uh, junior college football. Keith McLeod went on to play junior college football. We had a great mixture of, of talent on that team because, for instance, Keith McLeod and Eric Brown were only sophomores. Uh, you had uh, Lamar Moore. Lamar Moore was a senior that year. Lamar Moore went on to play uh, several different colleges, but I know I actually watched him play at FAU while I was playing mm-hmm. at, uh, baseball at USF. Lamar Moore came down and did a basketball camp for us um, over the summer. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's got his own basketball uh, business going on right now. We plan to have him come back down before the season starts. But Lamar Moore was a uh, you know a great basketball player. He's still a great basketball mind, and um, it was just a great group of guys. You know, like you said, uh, we had been playing basketball at that point together for for about ten years. So um, it just like it was a it was really a culmination of all the hard work put in for the poly moving up through JV, moving up through the varsity, and uh, and also uh, some of the some of the players that, that started out before those guys. You know, we had like Maurice Lloyd and LaRock Osborne who mm-hmm. played in those first couple years. Dad was the head coach, and they kind of set the tone. And, um, it just all kind of snowballed into a, into a really big problem for the rest of Florida, I would say. And then – um, talking now, moving on to, to your high school career. Um, so you played basketball your first three years. I know that you played football for four years. You played baseball for four years. And when you graduated, as far as baseball goes, you were third leading all time in hits at Key West High School behind Khalil Green and Ben Harrison. I don't know if you still hold that record. I just thought that was pretty interesting then. Um, what are your, what are your big takeaways from high school and who would you say were the biggest, um, of course, besides your father, because I'm sure he's your number one mentor, but at Key West high school, who were your, who were your biggest mentors there? Um, I would definitely say, I would definitely say our coaches, um, outside of my father, you know, Miguel Menendez was a, was a real big help as far as baseball, as far as, you know, helping me um, prioritize, you know, getting into college and the whole college process. Um, Chris Valdez was another big mentor for me. Uh, Coach Robert James, you know, uh, for myself and I'm I'm sure so many others. You know, we had uh, Coach Peter Fraga, also the baseball. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I wound up playing baseball in college, so so our baseball coaches helped me out quite a bit, but you can't forget people like, you know, I played three sports. Coach Robert James was very influential. Um, Mario Lott and Elliot Bacon with the, with the basketball program were very influential. Steve Vincent over at school. Um, you know, there's just there's so many. I hope I'm not forgetting a few. Um, but um, I, I definitely I definitely wasn't alone in my high school process, and I felt always felt like I was, I was, I had, I had many avenues 
to go to for for help. You know, so I, I'm very thankful for that. So, and, you know, in my in my opinion, absolutely. Those are all fantastic guys that have really mentored a lot of people throughout the keys. And um, I just want to talk a little bit. Obviously, we talked about your baseball career. You talked a little bit about your basketball career, but tell me a little bit about your football career at Key West High School. What what position? did you play and I'm trying to to put my head back here about who your head coaches were I'm assuming you probably played for coach Kramer maybe coach Freeman maybe coach James who were your head football coaches and tell me about your football experience yeah coach I actually remember I think one of my first practices you were there I want to say you were helping out with the high school team and, and I didn't get to play I didn't get to play um city league football because we had a weight limit at that time So I I only got to play high school. I only got to play football in high school. Uh, Coach Coach Kramer was my was our was our coach. Our first two years, I spent the first year on our JV, Mm -hmm. and then the second year, I started varsity at tight end and defensive end. Uh, And then and then I only had uh, Coach uh, Coach Pat Freeman after that was our coach for my junior and senior years. But I I played tight end. uh, Started tight end. And uh, actually, I, I moved around the defense a bit. My first, my sophomore year, I started at defensive end. My junior year, I started at middle linebacker, and then my senior year, I started at defensive tackle. So I moved around quite a bit on defense. But but football is uh, it, football has always been a, a sport that I loved. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to watch myself some football tonight today. Um, it's a sport that I miss playing. I wish I would have had more time to to play but um yeah no football's always been a been a, had a special place in my heart and uh punk football as well like i said growing up on fridays going to games with my dad and um i had some great times playing football and uh you know i miss them and uh i i certainly uh i'm happy that i actually played and got and uh Miguel Menendez, he might he might kick my butt for this, but he you know, I remember him telling me that for my first freshman year that I should not be playing football, but I remember saying, you know, coach, I'm sorry, man, I got to go play some football, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a great I had a great time doing it, and you guys were great coaches, and um, you know, I just you know it brings a smile to my face thinking about the old football times, you know. Well, I was talking to to Coach James on the podcast last week, and he was talking about just being a little kid, obviously, and seeing everybody in town at the Conk football games and how he couldn't wait to get there and play himself. And I'm sure, like, being a teacher's kid, growing up in Key West anyways, like, when you're a teacher's kid, you're going to all the events, no matter if you want to or not. So I'm sure you grew up going to every single football basketball and baseball game and all your young young mind is thinking about is when is my turn so of course you're gonna want to play all three right that's it my time is friday night you know you always grow grow up grew up thinking that um our high school team is our professional team i like to explain to people up away who don't understand why we get so many fans but our high school team is our professional team and you grow up uh, going to games on Fridays and thinking, you know, it's gonna be my time sooner or later, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make them fans, you know, I'm gonna make them fans come out and watch me, you know. So yeah. that's definitely how I grew up in Key West, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of kids grew up that way in Key West. Um, and you, you kind of can tell 
uh, yeah, that kid's been. You, you see a kid play at times, and you say, yeah, that kid's been running around out here on Friday nights for a long time, waiting for his time. You can tell. Absolutely. And then you end up playing, starting as a freshman in baseball, having an illustrious career at Key West High School playing baseball. And you end up starting your college career at University of South Florida. What was your recruiting process like? What was it like back then? What were some of the other schools that were interested? What was your thought process there? Um, to be honest, I didn't really have a a an, uh, a large recruiting process. I would say uh, largely due to the fact that I played basketball and football. To be honest with you, I think. Uh, a lot of baseball recruiting is done through, uh, you know, off-season travel mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and I was kind of, um, I was kind of not involved in that because I played other sports. But um, as I got to be a junior, I had a very, I had a very nice junior season. And Chris Valdez uh, sort of recommended to my father that we spend the summertime going on some camps. Uh, particularly Perfect Game is a, a big uh, recruiting tool. Uh, perfect Game is a, like a, it's basically like a, uh, it's a program that holds uh, recruiting, uh, recruiting events, if you would say. And I, I went to a couple of Perfect Game events and I, and I wound up doing very well. Uh, in the summer of my junior year, my father and I, we went to Lincoln, Nebraska. We went to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And, uh, the chat, in particularly the Lincoln Nebraska tournament was a recruiting. Uh, it was a recruiting invite for the top 100 seniors in the country, and so uh, I wound up doing very well there. Uh, I think my name got out to a couple uh, to a couple of schools: uh, East Carolina, Florida Gators. Um, I actually I like to brag about uh, receiving a recruiting letter from Vanderbilt University from what they are now in baseball. They quite weren't they weren't quite there uh, at that time, but uh, I was on the Vanderbilt list. But either way, um, letters are one thing. Uh, Miguel Menendez, like I said, his ex uh, his ex pitching coach uh, at the University of Tampa was was at the University of South Florida. Uh, they came to watch me play several games. Um, I remember going to a perfect game tournament my senior year where they offered me a uh, basically a full scholarship, uh, which in baseball was mm-hmm. it was kind of unheard of at that time. You know, all my parents had to pay for was basically my, my, my food while I was up there. And um, the University of South Florida was a, was a growing, uh, it's still growing university, still fairly young, but we thought it was a great move. I thought, you know, I wanted to stay somewhere close to home. I wanted to be a division one program where I could play against the big boys and, and also be close to home and, and, and also, you know, have it work out financially for my family. And that's what we decided to go with and had a great time in USF. And then you, you end up having a really nice career at USF. Uh, it looked like you got major playing time even as a freshman and you play. And then uh, after, was it three three years, you end up transferring to Nova Southeastern University. How did you like it there? I played three, I played three years at USF. Uh, I, I, I wound up um, having to transfer to Nova Southeastern through um, basically, basically, um, 
um, knucklehead uh, bad efforts of my own. To be honest with you, if it was up to me, I would I would have stayed at USF for four years. Mm-hmm. But I kind of uh, I kind of had a headbutting with the coaching staff and all these things going on. I had different coaches coming through, and um, at that point in time, you couldn't transfer to other D- Division One schools mm-hmm. if, you, if you had to. Uh, I was a senior, so I could only transfer to Division Two and Division Three schools. So I wound up going sticking with Nova Unit Southeastern, mm-hmm. and Nova Treat Nova was a second home to me. To be honest with you, uh, I had a great time playing there that that season. I played with uh, three major leaguers that still play in the major league baseball to this day on that team, wow. and uh, we probably should have did a little more. We started out very well, but. Um, no, I'm forever thankful for Nova for allowing me to uh, bring me on to finish my baseball career and give me that opportunity. Yeah, that that and what a what a great opportunity to be. I was just there uh, on the campus a couple weeks ago. What a beautiful campus! What a what a great place to finish out. You return to Key West High School. You enter the professional world, which I know nothing about. I've been in education my whole life. The professional world of working in at working at a couple different banks, and uh, I saw that a great guy, Steve Vinson, was the one that convinced you to come over to the education side, and now. Here you are, head coach at Key West High School Basketball. You sort of have followed the same path in one way as your dad, where your dad was working with the PAL kids, but you've been working with the HOB kids. So you have six years of HOB products over there at Key West High School. I, I saw online that you've had some fall workouts. I saw online that you got, you've got you already started the most important job of a high school head coach, and that's fundraising. What are your goals this year, and, and, and what do you want to accomplish this year one of your reign as the high school head basketball coach? Um, well, that's a very interesting question, Coach. Um, I would say, to be honest with you, uh, I would say my goals this year is definitely culture changing. Uh, right now, we, we do have our off-season workouts going on. Um, we do have kids that are coming out, working hard, improving, and, and I'm happy to see that. But um, I'm asking for, for a little more than that. Um so I would say culture changing as far as um, being ready for hard work. I would say um, we want definitely want to get more people involved with the program. Um, and I would say um, just commitment, just overall commitment. Uh, as far, you know, I would say so culture change and, and those sorts of uh, examples I, 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 I put forth. Um, as far as just black and white, um, my, my goal as a high school coach, and until I get it, that will always be my goal, is will be to win the district and to host a home playoff game right here in Key West at, at the Bill Butler uh, court. And, um, and uh, yeah, I would say those things. Culture changing, commitment to the program, and um, – Winning the district and hosting the home playoff game is really big on my on my list. Well, you guys already do have a really great 
um, crowd base. Your home games always do very well. And I'm sure if you if you do those things, you guys are going to get back to those 1,500 seats filled up every single night. So I know basketball season's probably, it should be starting in a couple months. I know it just feels like to me school's just started, but we've already are doing progress reports and we're and I see some people starting to think about the winter sports. And I know basketball is a major sport. So I just want to thank you for coming on today. And do you have any last words for the for the people of the Keys out there that want to know what you're all about? Um, uh, not really. Just just thanks so far for all the support that we've received. Um, our, our first our first game of the season is going to be November 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to Miami Christian. And I believe our first home game is the Friday afterwards. I want to say it's December uh, 6th or 7th. And, uh, no, you will see you, – you guys will definitely see us out. We're going to have more fundraisers on the way. I want to get these guys out in the community and their faces and, 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 and making sure that the community knows that we're out here working hard and uh, we're definitely going to play hard for you guys this year and then years going forward. Well, Coach, I just want to tell you one more time, congratulations. I wish you all the luck in the world this season and the rest of your career. And if you ever have anything that you need, uh, please let me know. If you have fundraisers, I'll put them out here on the podcast. We'll put them out there in the Keys Weekly newspaper. We want to support you 100% in your endeavors here. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Coach, man. I appreciate it. And thanks a lot for, you know, all you've done with our kids in the, in, in the keys. I know you've been out here for a long time, so thank you and appreciate you having me on. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for coming on today. Enjoy the NFL games, buddy. All right, coach. You uh, too, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the end of that interview and listening to coach Dexter Butler talk about Key West high school basketball, the glory days all the way up to today and hopefully the future glory days. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share this on Facebook or share it on your podcast app or text it to your friends. Um, I really want this podcast to be a place to preserve the history, the rich history of the Florida Keys and the high school sports that have taken place here over the last almost 100 years. So if you know a friend that is from the Keys or might find this interesting, please send it to them. If you have any ideas for guests or if you're a business and you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please email me at sports at keysweekly.com. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Remember, a new show will come out every Thursday.